Hi everyone and welcome to Take 10 for a Turn number 906. I hope you all are well. Any questions, comments, suggestions, recommendations, or sponsorships, please email me at rabbiismach at take10fortorah.org. So in this week's Parsha, Parsha's Mishpatim, there are, I mean, many, many things to talk about. But there's one that I want to talk about that comes from a Pasuk, which is a little bit difficult to understand. The Pasuk says, Lo Do not follow uh, the majority for evil. Which I guess, quite simply, on its face, means don't uh, don't follow the crowds. Just because everybody says they're going to jump off a bridge doesn't mean you should. You know the very wise lesson that our moms all taught us. lintos, and you should also not respond to an argument to turn away. These words are much more difficult to understand, and there are a variety of interpretations of them. We're not going to focus on these words. We're going to focus on the end. Achare rabim lahatos. According to the majority, you should decide, you should lean, you should uh, go towards the majority. Now, we already said you shouldn't go to the majority towards the bad. So, you know, if everybody's jumping off the bridge, don't jump off the bridge as well. So what are we talking about here? So honestly, there's a lot that we're talking about here. Mainly, this is referring to the court system. And so the court system is going to be adjudicated uh, via judges. And uh, we also learn from this passage that there need to be uh, an odd number of judges so that you don't end up with a tie. And we decide based on the majority ruling. There might be a question, uh, let's say a capital case, whether or not a person committed a murder, and we have to figure out based on the evidence. And so the judges need to come to a decision, and we need to follow the majority. Now, whether it's a simple majority of just one, or does it need to be two, so that will depend on different cases, but that's not for today's 10. What is the, the principle behind this, and how does it apply? That is a fascinating discussion, I believe. The Sefer HaChinuch talks about the nature of this mitzvah, and he explains that when it comes to this mitzvah, when there's a debate, based on you know any area of halacha, not just adjudicating cases of guilt and innocent, or any particular halachic item, like you know some sort of debate between Reuven and Shimon, or let's say we have some larger case. He says, We always follow this idea of the majority ruling, and we go with the majority. Now this, I guess, uh, is pretty straightforward, but the Chinuch does explain that there's uh, there's uh, an important reason for this. He says, If we're supposed to really attempt to understand uh, the, the Torah, and we're supposed to uh, do our best to be consistent to its teachings. Everybody individually can come to their own determination of what a halacha is. Even if everybody disagrees, I mean, any maverick interpretation could be accepted, and, and theoretically, a person can follow their understanding. So, the, he continues, he says, the says, He would have to, he would be compelled to do it the way he understands it, because we're supposed to all achieve our own understanding in Torah. But it would be the terrible. Every Jew would have their own Torah. Every Jew would have their own understanding and fundamentally their own religion. Because everybody would judge based on their own understanding. No, no, no. We have to get the experts involved. And this is an important thing that Chinuch points out. It can't just be anybody. It's got to be people who know the uh, the area about which they're discussing. 
So yesh Torah achas lekulano. So now we are able to come to one determination. And it'll allow uh, a great uh, everlasting establishment of a religion. And we should not uh, leave or stray at all from the decisions that we make, etc. And so the simple explanation, he says, we have to have a way to determine Sock to make decisions. It can't just be that every single individual is able to to have their own understanding of what God wants and one particular um, uh, halacha God wants for me in this situation. Particularly because not only in our own individual worship, but also because of the fact that we do interact with other people. And if my understanding is in this situation something is not considered stealing, and your understanding is that it is considered stealing, whatever the issue is that we're debating over is going to be very difficult to resolve between the two of us. And so the idea of having a a mahalach, a methodology, a psak, to try to figure out how to determine halachic decisions uh, is is obviously a very, very significant and important one. The um, There are those who say that the reason is because uh, Rubo Kukulo, and most, if it's true that most people came to a determination, it's most likely to be that it's true. Now, whether or not that's the case or not, that's something very interesting, because we do know that there are situations in which the the majority, the Bezdin HaGadol, can come to an incorrect decision, and uh, you, you take a look in, in, in Sefer Vayikra, there are karbonos that could be brought based on mistakes. So, so it can be that it is false, but I guess the, the, the tool of majority rules isn't just, hey, we need a way to do it, but I guess we are generally more inclined to think that the majority is likely to get something right. Now, you know, when it comes to who exactly should be included and what sort of scenarios we're talking about in addition to just classic Sanhedrin court type of issues. Now, this is an age-old discussion. Communal rules, for example, used to be a thing. You know, now our communities aren't really, uh, I don't know, cohesive enough or, or uh, reliant on itself enough. We, we are part of a more uh, global or, or national world. Any one Jewish community isn't making its own takanos and rules and enactments like it once did. But once upon a time, a community would have to not only make rules for itself, but would have to figure out who was capable of participating in that decision-making, right? So so would it be the Chachamim? Would it be, let's say, the, the wealthy class who were paying for a lot of these ultimate uh, expenses? Would it be a completely democratized so that everybody should get a vote? This is a great debate amongst the Achronim. For anybody who would like to read up on this, it could be it's found in Encyclopedia Judaica, but under communal enactments, but Menachem alone has a beautiful, uh, incredible book, four-volume work on uh, Mishpat Ivri and, and the history of Halacha, it, there he has multiple pages on this discussion about the different opinions, and there's a spectrum of opinions, of course, about who should get a vote. Now, this idea of Achir Mahatos and who should get a vote is, is actually uh, interesting. The Ran says that, um, you know, when it comes to the Gemara, for example, the Gemara is an Achir Rabba Mahatos situation, and the the definitive nature of the Gemara establishes that not only you know those are decisions, but again, Achir Rab Mahatos means that one cannot argue on them. And so the status of the Gemara is that the Gemara paskins and decides a halacha a certain way, that is what it is, and there's as there's no arguing with that halacha. That uh, definitive nature of the book follows this Achir Rab Mahatos because in that generation that was the majority. 
and they determine the halacha. We know of stories where Achrei Ram Lahatos comes up in the Gemara, where there's a debate where the Jews, uh, the, the Chacham in particular, decide that the halacha goes one way, and um, Rabbi Elizabeth Horkinus brings all sorts of miracles, and they say it doesn't matter, we decided the majority rules, and even the miracles that you bring don't matter, because Loba Shemayim He. It's, it's a very empowering thing, this idea of Achrei Ram Lahatos, this majority rules idea. It goes further, because the idea is taken not only to mean that a court, and we follow the majority of opinions, but of course majority rules is also a conceptual idea which is advanced as well. For example, you know, you have a, a piece of meat that's found on the street, and it's found on the street, but around that street there are stores, and nine of them are kosher and one of them are not kosher. So we can make assumptions based on the idea of rove, of majority ruling, that the meat is kosher because there's a 90% chance, and it doesn't necessarily need to be 90%, but that Rabin, that majority ruling concept, is expanded to how we judge reality itself. We assume that that piece of meat can be eaten because, so to speak, nine butcher shops paskin that it's kosher, even though, of course, that piece of meat could have come from the not-kosher one. The same happens when, when we have rove and majority when it comes to mixtures. Right? We have something that falls into a mixture where the thing and the mixture that fell in, unfortunately, is not good. It's not kosher. There's something wrong with it. It's milk and a mixture of meat, etc. And if you have a ratio which is considered to be rove, and that'll depend on exactly what we're talking about, but if you have a ratio that'll be considered rove, so now that small thing is is batel. It's, it's nullified. It's as if it doesn't exist. These ideas are also either learned from this Achri Rabbam Lahatos, or the logical uh, upshot of them. Now, there's a famous story where Yonas and Ayibshitz was approached by, uh, I guess, members of a different religion and said, hey, you Jews are such a minority in the world, don't you believe in Achri Rabbam Lahatos? Don't you believe that you're supposed to follow the majority, and if the majority people out there in the world don't believe in Judaism, so you shouldn't either. So how do you believe? So, uh, I mean, it is reassuring to know that there's billions of people who who each independently believe different things, so it's not clear exactly what the rove would do. But the Rabbi Yonasan famously answers, he says, yeah, that's only the case when we have a suffix, when we have a doubt. When we're not sure what to do, we follow the majority. But when we're positive and we have the sense of conviction behind our beliefs, then there's no doubt at all. There's no need to rely on a majority. Have a great day.